Welcome to Bigger Than You, the podcast to help you go from overwhelm, self-doubt and scarcity in your business to the calm, grounded and unshakably confident version of you that's going to bring your vision to life. You've got a mission and a purpose that's bigger than you and your limiting stories and beliefs. So let's get you out of your own way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. Expect to hear game-changing perspective shifts on how to align your subconscious mind with your boldest goals and will unlock the power of energetics, infusing it into every aspect of your life and business for maximum impact. Are you ready? Then let's dive in. Welcome, Nicola. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again. I'm really excited. We have a guest on the show and... Nicola, my guest today, I don't think we actually properly met in person. We were at a networking event together and we connected, but there were so many people at the event that we didn't actually meet face to face. So I am super excited to have this conversation with Nicola and to share her with you. Welcome, Nicola. Oh, thanks, Jenna. I'm really excited to be here. And no, we didn't get to meet in person, but I love that connections can still be made through events, even if you don't actually get to meet the person in the room. Yeah, absolutely. So let me just introduce who Nicola is and what she does, and we'll go from there. So Nicola Humber is a transformational writing mentor. She's the author of three transformational books. They are called Heal Your Inner Good Girl, Unbound, and Unbound Writing. She's also the creator of Hashtag Unbound 365 Journal and the founder of the Unbound Press, a soul-led publishing imprint for unbound women. And Nicola helps women to write the book their unbound self is calling them to write whilst growing a community of soul-led family readers and clients. And she's also the host of the Unbound Writers Club. Amazing. I'm so excited for this conversation. And Nicola, first of all, please could you share with us, like I think it's fairly intuitive, but just in case it's not, can you explain what you mean by the unbound woman? Yeah, sure. I mean, as you were reading... <laughs> That bio, like the introduction, I was like, how many times have I mentioned Unbound there? <laughs> but it's it's like, clearly so, <laughs> like getting in there. But yeah, for me, it's all about like being your fullest, freest self. And actually, I came to the word Unbound when quite a few years ago now, probably about seven or eight years ago, when I was going through Danielle Laporte's Core Desired Feelings process which is where you tune into like how you want to feel and come up with your core desired feelings Um, and one of mine was freedom but that just didn't it just felt a bit kind of vague and general I was like no that's not quite doing it so you know as an author I'm a bit of a a wordy so I went to the dictionary and the thesaurus and I was looking for words that mean like something similar to freedom and as soon as I saw the word unbound like I could just feel it in my body. I was like, yes, that's it. And for me, it is that sense of freedom, but there's the suggestion in the word that something has previously been held back and bound, which to me is really important, like that sense of release, kind of being unleashed. Yeah, so that's that's what the unbound woman is. Somebody who has experienced which I feel like we all have, like growing up in this world, like some kind of like limitation, like holding back. And we're going through this process of like unbinding from all the shoulds and the expectations to be honest. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's like unlearning all of that conditioning that we experience growing up. You literally can't escape it, can you? And then 
And then becoming unbound is about learning who you truly are as you shed those layers or things that have been put upon you as you grow up. And I see your background. I I can see it in the bio, but I'd love for you to share. Like, how did you come to to this point? Like, what? Yeah. Where was your starting point in life? And how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, because I'd always followed like my first book was called Heal Your Inner Good Girl. And that was such a person, well, all of the books were personal, but that one, you know, was really telling the story or sharing my experiences of following what I would call like the good girl path for a big part of my life up until like my mid to late thirties, like doing well at school. I did a degree in business because like I was told that was the most sensible thing to do. And then went into a career in finance. So I worked in finance up until yeah my mid-30s and it kind of really fulfilled the needs of my inner good girl because it was a a proper job everyone understood it (laughs) you know I was financially secure I was able to buy my own property like you know it ticked all of the boxes for my inner good girl but you know what I now know to be my unbound self just couldn't just couldn't deal with that (laughs) you know for a sustained period of time and I always had this sense that I I wanted to do something else but I had no idea what it was and it was only when things kind of got so unbearable like in the nine to five working in that corporate environment that I made a completely intuitive decision to retrain as a coach and a hypnotherapist and that started me on the path I'm on now and initially I thought oh I'll just set up a hypnotherapy practice and that'll be me like seeing clients in person I had no idea where it would lead me and that was yeah 13 14 years ago and it's led to what I'm doing now writing books and helping other women to do that. Has it it just been your intuition that has led you from well leaving the corporate finance job to where you are today yeah it is and that's been a process I mean I say it was an intuitive decision it it was an intuitive decision to decide to retrain specifically as a hypnotherapist and a coach but I wouldn't have identified that I just knew that it felt right and I think I was only able to make that decision because things had got so uncomfortable, like going into an office every day, doing work that I really didn't love, that I was like continually looking out for any kind of sign of what I was meant to be doing. And I ended up going to a house bar for the weekend with my sister and saw this hypnotherapy demonstration by this woman, like she was an older woman, she was completely eccentric, uh, but there was something about it that I was just like, ah, that's what I meant to do so it was definitely like an intuitive hit but like I said I was only able to do that at the time because I was like just it was so uncomfortable in my present situation and along the way what I've kind of learned to do is follow my intuition and those kind of those downloads and those hits that I get without things having to be (laughs) without things having to get so intensely uncomfortable yeah absolutely no I I really resonate with the fact that the you were led to the decision without really realizing it was intuition that's that's completely how I found hypnotherapy too I wasn't at like the same kind of uncomfortable place I've just just had my girls 
and gone back after maternity leave and it just felt wrong like I knew that there was something else I just felt this pull and that's what mm-hmm. led me to, to train as a hypnotherapist too so but exactly like you say I didn't have the the vocab back then to know it was intuition it just it was it was a pull and that's just hard to describe other than that yeah I'd love to know then how did you get from hypnotherapy to writing your first book and, and where you are today yeah I mean I always loved writing and books when I was a little girl like always had my nose in a book love writing stories I wrote my first book actually when I was about seven years old it was a story called The Wise Owl and one of my teachers at the time the amazing Mrs Baker she like typed it up for me like on this manual typewriter and printed it out and we made this book I did the illustrations I've still got it so I loved all of that stuff when I was little but then I kind of drifted away from it because I received all of these messages that, you know, oh no, you know, you need to kind of do something more academic, like you need to get a good job and and like writing, that just doesn't make sense. You know, you can't make money doing writing. So drifted away from it for a long time. And it's when I started my hypnotherapy practice, I set up my first website and pretty much straight away I started blogging because there was obviously a part of me that remembered that I loved writing and at first that blog oh my goodness it was so dry and professional (laughs) (laughs) and not focused on me I wasn't sharing anything of myself or anything of my own story or experience which kind of as a therapist you know because I trained in counseling as well like that's what you're trained to do it's like it's not about you it's about holding space for the client so it was very dry but gradually I started to bring more of myself in and I always thought oh like it would be amazing to write a book but it was only it's about five years into my business and I'd been doing some work online as well but I got to a point where I wasn't really sure how to move forwards and I was just feeling really lost in my business like everything had ground to a halt it's like what is going on and someone I know on Facebook had put a post up offering angel card readings and I'd never had like anything like that before but I thought oh, do you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for one so I did and as soon as she tuned in the first message that came through was like have you written your book yet you need to write your book like that's what uh-huh. you need to do and I don't know why (laughs) I couldn't have made that decision for my myself but that kind of external like affirmation Mm -hmm. I was just like okay that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do exactly I needed that and actually that's what I hear from a lot of women they like receive some kind of like external guidance like for a reading or like a dream or whatever it is and that kind of gives them that kind of nudge to actually commit to the process and that's what I did I said yeah I'm doing it I had no real idea what the book would be about and then two days later I was out for a walk and the title just dropped in here we are in a good girl and I was like ah okay yeah I can do that <laughs> like, I can write about that so yeah, yeah that's how, that's how that started and writing it did it feel like you were just channeling it and downloading it all yeah, it did. It did. Not so much with the first book. Like obviously, the title was it kind of just like dropped in seemingly out of nowhere. But because I'd never written a book before, I was like looking 
for a lot, you know, looking out there at the advice on writing a book. And a lot of it was quite like heady. <laughs> it's like you've got to have it planned out and, you know, you've got to know what the book's going to be and what all your chapters are. So I was a bit with that first book, a little bit half in when it comes to like just allowing it to come through. And part of me, probably the good girl part was like, no, you need to kind of like stay on track and know exactly what you're writing about. So I would say with that book, it was a bit half and half. Whereas when I went on to the second book, that was totally letting it come through and, and just letting my book lead me. Amazing. Tell us, tell us more about what it's like to write a book and and you and was it self-published? Because Yeah, Kill You and a Good Girl was self-published. I just I wanted it. It took me about kind of nine months to get from starting it to having it out in the world really and I you know that's what I wanted I just wanted it to be out there I was far too impatient to do anything else and yeah I mean I I managed to find an amazing editor and a designer that I knew who helped me so that was great and then with the second book I worked with a hybrid publisher which is a similar model to the Unbound Press because I just wanted some like support I wanted a community around me as I was publishing my book it was quite a solitary process with Hill you're in a good girl so that was one of the learnings that I had through that first experience it's like now if I'm going to do this like I want people around me and I you know I want to have someone holding space and supporting me yeah and then how did you go from being an author to then have your own publishing which you call it a company publishing company yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was never part of the plan, to be honest. <laughs> you know how these things happen. And it was through the process of writing the second book, Unbound, which followed on from Hill, You're in a Good Girl. But like the idea of the Unbound Self came through in that first book and pretty much straight away, like this second book's like, no, you need to write me next. So, and that was such a transformational process. And again, I was at a point in my business where it's like, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm meant to be doing. And as I was writing that second book, I was working with an amazing mentor. Like she was deeply intuitive and she kept saying, I keep seeing you like running workshops or working with women, helping them to write. And I was like, that's not me because, you know, although I'd written one book and I was writing my second, I didn't really imagine I could be somebody who held space for others to write so I was like no 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 that's not me and then my publisher when he saw the manuscript and we met up to talk about the launch he was like you know I, I can imagine you like having your own publishing imprint and like ha helping other women to write books and publish their books and it would be called something like the Unbound Press and as soon as he said those words I was like Oh, again, I felt that sense of knowing in my body. I was like, ah, oh, that's what I'm meant to do. So, you know, I said yes. And unfortunately, like I was able to partner with Sean Patrick, who was the founder of the publishing company that I published Unbound through. So initially, like I was really finding my way and I was able to work with their team whilst I learned the ropes because it was all very new to me. But yeah, everything, I mean, that was the Unbound Press started, we're coming up to our fifth anniversary in November, and it's just 
like flourished into something I couldn't possibly have imagined. And I just like it really feels like my soul work, but I never would have expected it. Like I said, it was never part of the plan. Yeah, that's amazing. It just, I can just imagine it must feel so incredible to help people go from having something inside them that, you know, they feel needs to come out to the world, but they don't know how to do it. And you guide them through that process. And then there's a physical book at the end of it that that is just, just amazing. Exactly. That's what I love about books is like you get something for- physical at the end like you could say like I've done this (laughs) and you get to hold it in your hands and then it goes you know out into the world and it gets into the hands of people that you don't even know it's just so magical and for me like obviously the book is such an incredible outcome of the process but it's what we experience as authors through the writing process, which is just as powerful, like who we become. And that's mm. what I see over and over again. One of one of the writers I'm working with at the moment, she was like, oh, she, she said, I just feel like I'm rewriting myself as I'm writing my book. And that describes it so, so beautifully. Yeah, it must be so empowering. Yeah, it really is. And there's something about giving ourselves permission to actually do it and write the book, because I feel like I know not everyone wants to write a book, but I feel like a lot of us do. A lot of us feel that call. And very often because of the experiences we've had at school, you know, the conditioning we've picked up throughout our lives or like in the corporate world or in academia, we've made that decision. Oh, I'm, I'm not a good enough writer you know, who am I to do this? So, you know, just giving ourselves permission to go, actually, yeah, I'm going to trust that I'm good enough and I'm going to do this and I'm going to find my way. That is, that's huge in itself. That was literally my next question because this is a mindset podcast and to, I was going to ask you what, what kind of inner work did you have to do? How did you overcome those barriers that you may or may not have put in front of yourself? to get to to where you are today like full alignment right you're doing your solid work a big piece for me like the good enough piece I mean the good enough that's always there (laughs) what helped me in terms of that and continues to help me is like when I recognize that's like pretty much universal and even the most successful people writers we all have that good enough piece going on but for me the other side to that which kind of almost felt more restrictive was the not wanting to be too much and that comes up a lot it came up a lot for me and it comes up a lot with the writers that I work with this fear of like writing a book is a big thing and the way I encourage the writers I work with to do it is you know to put a lot of you into your book like not to hold back it's your story your experience your voice which is going to make it compelling and unique but very often there's this tendency to go oh no I'm just going to focus on the information you know and and it just becomes this like manual which again like I've talked about my blog being really dry back in the day and that's what our books can be like if we don't allow ourselves onto the pages so that was a big process for me, like to really allow my voice to come through, 
in a way that expressed who I was. And it's interesting that as you asked that question, Jenna, because it reminds me when I had my hypnotherapy practice and I like generally worked with women, like I did have some male clients, but a lot were women. And a lot of them, because they were like working on themselves, like through the hypnotherapy, I quite often heard them say, oh, this feels really self-indulgent to do this. And that same piece can come up when we're thinking about writing a book. It's like, oh, you know, that who am I to do this? This is just like really self-indulgent. No one's going to want to read my words or my story or my experience. So it's all of that stuff that, you know, I've had to move and continue to move through. Yeah, I think the too much piece comes up a lot. You use any therapy still with your with your writing clients to help them overcome those because because that that story that's going on in, inside their mind, that's not them. That's that's the conditioning, isn't it? That's that's come in. That's a layer that can be removed through hypnotherapy. Totally, totally. I mean, I don't use hypnotherapy like directly like in its like purist form I would say I have some really powerful like meditations and visualizations which you know are super powerful because I bring through the hypnotherapy in those and yeah kind of the what they activate is super super potent and I guess because I'm trained to work in that way it comes through, even if I'm not using it directly, it comes through in the way I hold space and, you know, how I will work with clients, like individually or in groups. So it's not like, okay, now we're going to do a hypnotherapy session, but like, once you know this stuff, it's just yeah. so natural. Yeah. Yeah. And the visualization piece is just so powerful. Like, I mean, I know you know this, but I'm speaking to the, to the, to the, to the listeners when you're visualizing yourself doing something in the future, your brain literally cannot tell the difference. So it's like you are creating this future memory that your subconscious then has, and it works towards because it thinks that it's already happened. So it, it sees you as a writer already having written your book. And so the subconscious just gets to work, right? That's what we're doing because we've already done it. Like it, it literally cannot tell the difference. So visualization is so, so powerful. Something that I wanted to just go back to, and I could hear it like coming in so clearly, that that piece where you were saying about holding yourself back, am I going to be too much, who am I to write this book kind of thing? And because of who you are and what you do, the kind of people that you work with, it's the people that are soul-led, they have this mission. The way, like the reframe that I put on things, if I ever get that feeling of, you know, trying to hold myself back in any way is, this is what I need to do. And if I hold myself back, then, then I'm not fulfilling my purpose because my mission is to help, you know, raise the collective consciousness, change with other soul-led business owners' lives. So they stop holding themselves back. And the same for you. Like their, their reframe is, no, get out of your own way because this book is in that needs to come out. So, so you've got to do that reframe. You've got to do that inner work. So you can get out of your own way and bring it to fruition. Totally. And it will keep coming up. Like it won't leave you alone. <laughs> so you might as well just do it. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just going to be there. 
and that question like who am I to do this what we do in the unbound writing community is actually kind of turn that on its head that question if that is coming up and look at the reasons why you are absolutely like the perfect person to write like you're the only person who can write your book so if you're not going to do it you know it's it's not going to happen so it really yeah you need to I mean the only way really to move through those fears and doubts is to is to do it to be get into the process and this is why I'm such a big fan of writing in community like why community is such an important part for me in terms of the writing process and the publishing like for me the Unbound Press yeah it's a publishing company but that's kind of just the front because really it's a community of women who are all allowing themselves to be their fullest freest selves and when we see other women who are being courageous and allowing themselves to write their books or whatever it is you know and put them out into the world it kind of helps us to anchor into our own courage so I feel that's really important to have people around you who are on a similar path and you know we all get to be brave together and thanks for the internet like I, I don't know this for sure but you, I reckon you probably got clients all over the world right yeah yeah exactly exactly it, how does it work and I'm, I'm so intrigued if, so is it a mastermind that you have the community of writers do they come to you like how, how does the process work do you have to have the book idea to get into the mastermind do you have to be accepted how does it work yeah I mean you have to feel the call of I mean you're not going to come into a writing mastermind that's about writing a book <laughs> like <laughs> just ah, I'm not I'm not sure maybe <laughs> so yeah you have to feel that like strong call to be to write a book and some people I mean we have some women joining who've already started the process but you know been finding it challenging to really to really commit and to gain momentum I would say most people have at least an idea of what the book is but we've had women in the mastermind who's I mean maybe they've had a sense of what the book is and then it's transformed into something else completely in the process so as long as there's some kind of like like door <laughs> to your book that initial kind of sense yes I need to do this then like the mastermind it's not a really kind of rigid step-by-step -step, like you've got to have a clear plan at the beginning and stick to that it's like like the invitation is to say yes to your book and then see what it wants to become amazing I think before we hit record did you say you had two masterminds yeah, one's the Unbound Writing Mastermind, which is about the book writing process. And then the new one, which just started this year, is the Abundant Author Mastermind. So that's for women who've written books or, are, you know, towards the end of writing their books and want their books to be the foundation for the work they're doing in the world and other offerings. Because that's what I found. We can write and publish our books. And then it's like, oh, that's that's done now what next is it like the strategy piece to make that book profitable yeah kind yeah it is it is and also it's very similar to the way I approach the writing of the book in that yes there is strategy 
and also we continue to allow our books to guide us because even when they're in out in the world they kind of have this life of their own like this is a big part of um, the unbound writing approach is like you get to co-create with mm-hmm. like the spirit the essence of your book so yeah again it's not um it's quite a free-flowing process because it's like and an intuitive process as well so strategy and intuition amazing and I I'm also hearing like do you find that you help people write one book and then they stay with you and they write their second and their third yeah 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 I mean one of the I mean the mastermind the writing mastermind has been going for five years now which just amazes me because I never thought I would like have the same offering for that length of time But one of the original members, Tara Jackson, she's written five or six. I lose count, like honestly, (laughs) I think it's five books Mm -hmm. since her first one that she wrote in that first iteration of the Unbound Writing Mastermind. And, And yeah, I mean, I would say usually there's not just one book. Like the first book clears the way for the next one. It's like you're stuck in your head a little bit how it should be. And then it just flies because your subconscious like oh we've done this before let's just do it again and it's easier because you just trust yourself more completely completely and it's it's like I was talking about who you become so you you the more you write the more you get to identify as an author and it's just what you do it's like rather than thinking is there going to be a next book it's like oh I wonder what the next book's going to be and it's this continual journey so what would you say to somebody who's listening? They have this feeling that they've got a book inside them, but they're not quite sure what that's going to look like or when. What would you say to them? How to go about dealing with that? Like bringing that to life if you don't know yet what it is, but you just feel like there is a book inside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say don't wait until it's clear what it is. Like you have to say yes first. So say yes to your book and to yourself as an author and see it as this journey of discovery. So start writing. I mean, I always find, especially early on in the process, writing by hand is most powerful. So get yourself a dedicated journal, notebook, and even if it's just a little bit every day just come to the page just ask the question like what wants to come through and you know as much as possible don't be in a place of judgment or editing just really let it come like say like this is my kind of play time with the boat I'm just in like I said this process of discovery and let it be that you know at least initially you'll start to notice different themes coming through or once we say yes to our books, very often things can ha- start happening in our lives and our businesses, which are like, oh, OK, I feel like this is what I'm meant to be writing about. So, you know, don't wait for the clarity. Write for clarity. <laughs> That's yeah. what I always say. Write your way into clarity. Yeah, it's like move first and the universe will see you move and come for you, come to meet you halfway. Totally, totally. Brilliant. Okay, so what what's next? Would you like in terms of my audience has heard you and they've heard everything you said, Nicola? If they are intrigued, like they want to know more, 
Where can they find you? Where do you want to direct them? The best place is my website, which is nicolahumber.com. And when you head over there, you will see I offer a free book writing guide. It's like an unconventional book writing guide for kind of unbound women, magical beings, where I'm answering the top 10 questions about writing a book in a very unbound way. So yeah, you can sign up for that. And that's that's the best starting place, I would say. I love that. I'm going to head straight there. <laughs> you wouldn't have seen this, but when I asked that previous question, I put my hand up because that's so me. Like, yeah, I'm very excited of this conversation, Nicola. Thank you so much for being here and sharing everything with the listeners. Do you feel like there's anything left to, to share? The only thing I would say, and it is like this is a massive piece, is about trust. I feel like that's come through in the whole of this conversation but like it's such a key piece to trust those intuitive um, nudges calls and trust yourself uh like as a writer and as the creative being you are so like, I see this whole process of one as one of like really cultivating radical self-trust so yeah that's that's the only thing I would add and you so clearly embodied that, like there's no way you'd be doing what you're doing today had you not trusted yourself to, you know, put yourself forward and get out of your own way to, you know, overcome those those inner stories that might have been there. You did it in spite of those and you moved and you got the next nudge and the next nudge. And here you are today, all the way from being stuck in that finance. Like, could you imagine, I don't know how long ago it was, but when you walked out of that finance job, imagine like looking forward in your life and seeing where you are today. Like, I wouldn't have believed it. I really wouldn't. And, you know, everyone thought I was crazy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it's been easy at all. There's definitely been, you know, there's always challenges. But, yeah, the rewards are, like, more than you could possibly imagine. So, yeah. Nothing beats fulfillment, does it? When you're doing something that you know you're here to do and it feels so good, it makes, like, all the challenges are so worth it. It's totally yeah. yeah I totally agree thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and, and your energy and, and just being here it's been brilliant oh thank you I've loved it thanks Jenna you're welcome see you all next week everybody thank you for listening to the bigger than you podcast with your host Jenna Holloway if this episode has been valuable to you please share it with a friend or leave a review